your go-to place for all the latest news from the Carolina Clash, Ultimate Late Models, SCDRA, and the Carolina Sprint Tour. This is Doing What John Dirt. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 40 of the Doing What on Dirt podcast. Uh, thanks for everybody listening, allowing us to get to episode 40. I'm your host, Evan McCrory, and today everybody had just got back from the Ultimate Super Late Mile Championship race that was at the newly renamed Ultimate Motorsports Park up in Elkin, North Carolina, the former Friendship Motor Speedway. And today we are going to be talking with your 2023 Ultimate Super Late Model Series champion, Willie Milliken. Uh, he's coming on the podcast today on the Front Wheel Drive Friday Hotline, uh, just talking about his championship season so far, or concluded up, uh, what other races he has for the rest of the year, uh, why he decided to go a little bit more regional, get away from his uh, more I-95 corridor and get away from some of those tracks, try out some new places, more places he would like to get to down the road. And uh, yeah, before we get into today's interview, and after that we'll get into the results of this past weekend what we got coming up for Labor Day weekend, I just want to remind you guys to go to drinkvictory.com to get yourself some victory fuel. And if you find something you like, whether it's a T-shirt or a drink or just anything else they got on there, don't forget to use the code DOOMWITCH10 at checkout to get 10% off. Helps me out a little bit. I uh, appreciate everybody for uh, tuning back into this episode. And uh Let's talk to Willie. Today's guest is your 2023 Ultimate Super Late Model Southeast champion. Uh, end up getting the championship uh, points-wise this past Saturday night at Ultimate Motorsports Park, the former friendship. Uh, Willie Milliken, how you doing? I'm doing great, sir. I'm glad y'all had me on here tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, our pleasure, always. Uh, so... Uh, co- coming into the year, you had like a win. You were able to pick up that big win at Fayetteville with the Carolina Clash, and then just able to kind of follow that into a strong season overall with the, uh, with the Ultimate uh, Series. Just being able to end up not getting a win. Which the funny thing is, none of the three Ultimate regulars of you, Big A, and Rambo, ended up picking up a win this year. But uh, just with you guys being the only three on all the races, it ended up coming down to you guys and just uh, the drop races and all that stuff, kind of contributing to it. Uh, how does it feel to be able to pick up that championship and just be able to have that consistency all year and just be building on it? Um, It feels good. I mean, I know us three, we ran all three. I mean, us three was the ones running all the races, but I mean, it's just really, really tough to go out and just go to different racetracks that you hadn't been and, and done it. I mean, it was, it was some new adventures. I enjoyed it, but uh, them two hard competitors I had to deal with. Yeah, they're they're two of the toughest in the Carolinas, and that's why you see them doing these regional series every year. Like Rambo, he's a multiple time champion. Big A, he should have a championship by now, but he just keeps clawing, fighting every year, and it's just always great to keep seeing him come out uh, all the time. Just always be competing and be a tough competitor always. But uh, how many of the, like the tracks? It doesn't matter if it was with Clash or Ultimate this year were new to you, and which one did you probably like the most? Um, we had about. Three, four, that was uh, new to us this year. Uh, but the one I really liked the most was uh, Ultimate um, Speedway Park. I mean, I really liked that, which was the old Elkin. Um, friendship. I, I really liked it. I think them guys has really turned that place around. And you could race. It was more racier to me than where I went to at some of the other racetracks. It was just more racier. Definitely seemed like it. Watching back any video or anything I saw this past weekend, it, it's a shame I wasn't able to 
make it up there for because I really want to. I, I do plan to make it up there for one of their other events uh, later in the year when they have like the American All Stars and uh, stuff like that. But uh, it was kind of it was kind of funny seeing you all the way out at Rome a couple weeks ago for that race. I know that was a little bit of a, a snoozer because there wasn't too many cars and uh, Millwood just kind of pulled away with it. What'd you think of Rome? Um, I like the racetrack. The racetrack was really different, unique. Um, it's got its own little character. Um, I liked it. We were pretty good on Friday night, and then I didn't know it, but we ended up having a shot going bad for Saturday, and I was just kind of a, holding on to the car with what we had. So um, I like the speedway and the facility. I think it's a really nice place. I did too. That was my first time out there, and I actually rode out there with the uh, with the ultimate guys for that one. That that was a fun long day. It, leaving it like I know you're there for multiple days because you ended up testing that Friday, but leaving it like seven a.m. to be able to go up an hour up the road, ride with them, and then getting home at five a.m. That, that was a good long day, but it, it was worth it to be able to check out a new track and new place. That place was beautiful. I love the skyline out there with the mountains and the hills and uh, the silos, like just towns away. It was, it was a pretty cool place. I enjoyed it. Oh, I did too. Um, a little tight getting in there with our trucks, though, going down the little roads. But I mean, the racing there is you can you can move around there too and have a, a good racing groove. It's just a different type of uh, surface that I've been I haven't been used to. But I mean, I think next year will be better when we go back. We got a better notebook, and I think we'll be a lot better when we get there. Uh, I think so too. I hope uh, Ultimate or another regional series that uh, uh, a lot of people end up racing with next year. Uh, does go back to Rome. I feel like it deserves it. I feel like they're very hospital, just very, uh, very good track that needs to be on schedule. With with the car count issues, I feel like that was just a victim of what was what else was racing around the area. There was I seventy five. There was uh, East Alabama. Uh, I don't think Sonoya did, but I seventy five four eleven. Uh, a lot of different stuff was just running. A clash was at Harris. All that, all that stuff. There's just so much going on. It was kind of hard to kind of have to for people to have to pick and choose and that's why they only end up having 12 in that event but they bounce back you gotta give it to ultimate they bounce back really strong this past week with being at the old elkin and them and the colors putting on a great event i just hats off to them they just they did an awesome job with that place and i can't wait to see what the rest of the events look like there yeah me too um i talked to bobby uh on saturday and he's got big plans for that place and i'm I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to going back with some of the races that I hear that's coming. Um, I'll support them every time I can. I think they're a good group of people. I'll support the Ultimates and the Clash. I mean, I, I try to help support what I can, and I just think that facility is going to make big and better things these next few years. Uh, this year, it does seem like you have been doing a lot more Clash and obviously a lot more Ultimate and like kind of branching out of the area a little bit more than usual because – uh, you, you've usually been a part of the, the what what I've seen may might be a little off, but you've seen you've been more of like that I ninety five corridor group that uh, that's always been like kind of Halifax, Fayetteville, County Line, uh, even drift down to Lakeview sometimes, and then go out every once in a while. Uh, why this year did you kind of branch out a little bit more and decide to end up chasing a regional championship? Well, me and my guys and my coroner, I, we talked to our coroner. We wanted to do more super racing this year. Um, I think it was just time for us to do it. And uh, our car, my coroner, Mason Lauren Price, allowed me to do it. They bought me another super motor so we could have two cars. And, uh, I mean, 
that's what we want to do is run supers and I hope we get to run more supers next year. That's what our goal is and run a few limited races. Uh, we're not giving up on a limited racing and stuff, but it just makes for a better driver and a better uh, crew and everything that can just venture out and learn more things about different racetracks and how the cars go. And I just feel like it was time for us to do it. And my car owner, him and his wife, um, they told us, go ahead, do it. Just go. So that's what we did. That's awesome. When I, I, I bet you were probably chomping at the bit for a while, wanting to do it yourself and wanting to try to get more of these tracks and be able to race against different competition and, better competition try out new conditions and everything like that and but it, when you do go out and try all the new stuff and different stuff and that makes you better you're able to bring it back home into your area and back into a limiter crate and be able to even be even better than you were before we've seen that with plenty of guys who have been regional guys or like just in their own area guys and then they've gone out national learn stuff and they come back and been even better in their area even when they haven't been at those two three home tracks well you're exactly right and that's one thing that we were we needed we needed to get out and adventure out a little bit more so we can learn more about different surfaces different ways to do tires different car setups a little bit more than just running two or three racetracks where we were pretty decent at with our basic patching that we knew from going there for years but the competition is so much more stiffer i mean don't i'm not taking nothing away from these guys right here because the i-95 the steel block bandits mm -hmm. they're the best of the best i put all them guys up against any super guys but yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. I, I understand your part on that. It, what, has there just been like any events this year that you felt like you were just too far behind or maybe not like prepared enough before that kind of just kicked your butt and just, man, like I got to work harder at this and be able to come back harder next time? Yeah, Sonoya probably kicked me in the butt a lot. Really, really bad. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> But that was the first time we ever been there, and it was it's a different kind of slick. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah, what that gumbo. Gonna... What's that? With that gumbo type dirt, sur that gumbo surface they call it there. It's just very different than anything in the entire southeast. Oh, it is, and I mean, when we went there, I mean, we just it, it just beat us down, and I, I was like, man, what do we do? And it, it just it took a lot out of us, but we went home, we worked hard, and that's why we went to Rome that Friday night. We were really good until we broke a shot on Saturday, but, I mean, it's, that's the way racing goes. I mean, And the track was completely different from Friday to Saturday. Oh, it was. It was really, really slicker on Saturday than it was Friday, but I think we're getting our hands around it a little bit. Um, my guys have really stepped up to the plate and busting their butts, and I think we're going to be a lot better when we get her next year. I think so too. A bunch of those tracks, obviously you're going to be better second time around, second time around after being there first time and getting your, especially getting your butt kicked there. Are there any tracks like doesn't, uh, doesn't even have to be in the region. could be in the Southeast or Eastern seaboard, whatever. Are there any tracks that you just haven't been able to get to that's kind of like a goal for you? In your um, team? I would like to go to Brunswick. I mean, I, I wanted to go to Brunswick. Um, like for speed weeks Super Bowl. yeah i'd like to go there for a couple of days and race and i mean i like to go to Tazewell, and uh I, that's a place i'd like to go and and try it i mean there's a few little racetracks like that i'd like to go to and i'd like to go to fairbury one time yeah. Every, everybody says two answers on the show everybody uh, asks them that question they always say fairbury or eldora and most of the time it's eldora 
uh, before Fairberry, but it feels like Fairberry has just gotten so popular and so like uh, well respected in the last couple of years is how much uh, press and just coverage they've had of the PDC every single year. And obviously, this one race I'm trying to get up to, uh, Kelly Carlton. He was trying. We were riding on the way back Saturday, like a week ago from Rome. And he was like, oh, what you doing next year? I'm like, oh, I'd like to go to PDC. And he was like, you better. <laughs> like, I was 15 minutes in the car with Kelly, and he was trying. He was already trying to tell me four or five different races I have to check off my bucket list next year. I'm like, man, I'm not made of money. Like, <laughs> unless you can make some stuff work, it ain't all, not all of it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Within, exactly. 10, within 10, 15 minutes, he was like, yeah, you have to go to the Dome. You have to go to Vado. You have to go to Fairbury. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's the goal. Like, <laughs> I would love to. Uh, yeah. I already got too much stuff going on at the end of this year. Stuff I, I want to go to. Uh, I'm trying to think, I want to. I want to make it out to Tri County for the uh, Castle Night in America race they have in October. Yeah. You ever been to Tri County? No, sir, I haven't. Um, that one's probably about seven, eight hours for you, <laughs> honestly, from where you're where you're at out east. Yeah, because Rome was eight, a little over eight hours for me. That's crazy. You can probably get up to Port Royal or some of those like PA tracks about the same amount of time or just a little bit more. That that's crazy. Just to get to like the west side of Georgia is just eight hours. Because when I was like sixteen, seventeen, in one day, me and my dad made a trip to Murphy, North Carolina, which is pretty much all the way western tip, almost in Tennessee, where pretty much around where Tri County is. We left at five thirty that morning. Got there like mid late afternoon, and then didn't get back till like two a.m. So we just we were on the road for like twenty two hours. That was like right after I got my license too. That really <laughs> that, that that kicked my ass there trying to learn how to drive through the mountains and Raleigh all in one day. Uh, it, it, it's just way out there. There's just some of these tracks that uh, you forget where how far out some people are and forget how far some drives are. Like uh, I imagine even when you had to go to like tracks like Cherokee or Livonia, that's just a that's just a trip for you. Oh, it is, and I mean, I, I enjoy going to them. I mean, because the ride don't bother me as bad. It's the ride home after I feel like what I should have done or I could have done. Yeah, you because know, I'm sitting there thinking, trying to figure out what I need to do to fix the car. And I'm usually, my wife, she stays up with me as much as she can. Most of the guys go in the back and go to sleep, but I'm just sitting there listening to music, trying to figure out what I need to do for the next week or make the car better. I mean, it's, that's that's my time that kills me is because i think too much on the way home yeah i understand that i feel like even from the fan point of view the rides home are just so much harder than the way there because on the way there you're you're excited oh man i get to go to a race i get to go see what's going to happen tonight you try to think about what's going to happen and then on the way home that same like energy kind of depends how long the drive is but the same energy will be with you for like an hour trying to like process what you just saw at the track you know, whether it was a fight or a good race or something and then it starts to die down a little bit and you get a little tired you get a little <laughs> a little exhausted or whatever because you probably had a long day depending on how far you're coming from but i understand that from the driver point of view too having to rethink every move you did during that day whether it was stuff you did to the car stuff on track and just way you could just make it better for the next week and i, I that's just another part of just being a driver being a part of one of these crews and it, it just takes a lot to a lot to think about and a lot to actually do it is, and I mean, there's a lot that goes into it that a lot of people don't see. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
it's really opened my eyes this year uh, doing this type of stuff. I This is the first full year I've been covering a bunch of races and being able to do this type of stuff. And it's really opened my eyes just how much work and how exhausting a lot of it is. And I can't I can't tip my hat off to actual drivers and the teams enough uh, based off uh, how much my eyes have been open with it and just – it's just it's just a pleasure being able to talk to you guys, just pick people's brains and all this type of stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, well, what 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 type of races you got lined up next after this uh, over the next couple of weeks? Um, we're going on vacation this weekend. Me and my wife taking off since we've been going it all year. Um, Where the next one probably we're gonna go to Myrtle Beach and spend the weekend at Myrtle Beach. Okay. And um, then I think. If I'm not mistaken, Halifax has got another I-95 race next week. Me and my boss, Mason Price, we're going to go over there and race that limited race. And then I think they got a couple of super races we're going to try to find and hit them before the uh, big C race at Febble. We're going to try to do that. Yeah, because I know that's the 23rd. So, yeah, this Labor Day weekend you'll be gone. And then the 9th, uh, yeah, County Line has uh, a I-95 or something coming up. And then you'll you should be able to find something that sixteenth. I'm just trying to think what's on the schedule. I think county yeah, yeah county line uh county line clash yeah yeah that's yeah because uh, I'm gonna be I it was hard for me to think what other races were that weekend because I'll be at Talladega for the SCDRA race. So okay. I've always had that down on the schedule, which that'll be my first time way out that way out to Talladega. <laughs> you enjoy that yeah especially being able to see the big track across the street too, go see the hall of fames and that type of stuff i'm looking forward to that trip that's one of my last big last last big trips out the carolinas really this year but still got plenty of race and i'll be happy in the carolina all this year we still got the uh still got the prelude to the finals world finals short track world championship uh blue gray uh mike duvall and half of it is at cherokee or charlotte it starts to seem like but uh, have some makeup stuff that still have to happen, uh, especially at, like Lakeview and Sumter around me because I'm down in Columbia these days. But yeah, we still got a lot of racing to go, even though, like because Ultimate Ultimate had a really short season. It was only honestly three and a half months. Yeah, exactly. Because they were they were a little late getting their schedule out, and all the other series had theirs, and they kind of uh, I I don't mean the way it's going to come out, but they kind of had to find the scraps a little bit and try to make do with the best they could of how late they got out with the schedule and obviously rain rain hurt them in the first couple of weeks with a uh, thing was Lakeview and County line, which County line never ended up being remade. I think, uh, yeah, never, yeah, that was supposed to be like April 21st or 2nd. It was supposed to be, I think that weekend or the weekend before because their first race was supposed to be April 8th at Lakeview. And that got postponed to the Darlington mother's day weekend. Cause that weekend when you guys were at Lakeview, I did the Darlington race. Um, I, I went to the Darlington Xfinity race, and then I went to Lakeview that night. And that that's when Christian Thomas popped on the map for me. <laughs> and I honestly didn't yeah. know too too much about him. Yeah, he's a he's a good driver. Yeah. Uh, how well has he usually ran in like your area around you guys? Because I know he's from the Wake Fair, Wake Forest area, which is not too far from y'all. Like how how well has he usually run? What type of success has he had? Like in the I ninety five area? Oh, he's a good hard driver. I mean, he he's a successful driver, and uh, he you can't take it away from him. He gets out of the car everything he can get out of it, and uh, he's got um, a big future ahead of him. I mean, he's going to win a lot of races. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, shit, he showed up to Sumter the first time he's ever been there in a 602 and beat Zach Mitchell and Adam Yarborough and all you guys. Because <laughs> I was, uh, I'll stand there talking to Zach, and he came up to me, and then Zach's like, how, how you feeling tonight? What you thinking? And he's like, I've never seen this place before. <laughs> that was honestly the first time I ever talked to him. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he he's really shocking, especially when he's ran his. Uh, I'm not sure if he how many times he's ran the 602 against the supers, but uh, um, everybody kind of knows what each other runs when it comes to what motors and stuff. Usually, it's like well, him was pretty easy to what car he was in. I feel like, but there feels yeah. all black or the one that had the orange and blue. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he's got one he runs a limited, and he's got one he runs a super. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's very competitive whenever he get when they come out. I mean, you got to beat him. That's yeah. all I can say. You got to beat him. Uh, he shot me again too when uh, you guys were at Lancaster in July, and he somehow beat Ben for the pole. <laughs> I mean, Ben still hit him with the razzle dazzle on like lap two and ended up pulling away and winning, like he always says at Lancaster. But that that still surprised me. And like, oh my man, this this guy's got it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I can't. You can't take it away from him. He's a he's a hell of a wheel man, and uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. You really do, and that's just that's what I'm trying to do. Like, there, uh, just been like a, I don't know, like a thousand feet away, like view person where like I've kept up with the super late mile scene. I've kind of I've I knew a bunch of the big guys, but certain people in certain regions I just didn't have my eyes on. I've really had my eyes open to a bunch of them, including you, Christian Thomas. Uh, other, like a bunch of the Georgia guys that have won some of the ultimate races and other super ones in the area. It, it's just been really cool and just learn more every time I get to a racetrack, talk to everybody. It's just, yeah. Um, so you said you're probably going to be hitting County Line and then Fayetteville after that. There's a chance I'll be at Fayetteville, but uh, before you get out of here, do you have like any favorite drivers you had like growing up or anybody kind of looked up to uh, before you like start, uh, started getting racing yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, my dad, he raced. He, he was uh, my favorite. And then uh, my um, local, what I call, like y'all say, regional driver. But to me, he was a standout and everything he drove was uh, Hank Edwards, which is my wife's dad. Um, he, I always looked up to him and, uh, I had, um, R- Ricky Sullivan. I grew up around him and little Ricky Jr. Um, I looked up to them too. And it's just, I spent a lot of time with Ricky and him when I was growing up and learning stuff and, uh, watched him be successful. Um, Hank, he was successful. He dominated everywhere he went. Uh, uh, but far as a, if you want to call it like a big name driver, um, uh, I like Mike Duvall and uh-huh. and Quest. I mean, it's pretty much two that I kind of looked at. So, I mean, if you're gonna pick two, there's some of the best two you can honestly pick. Oh yeah. <laughs> when it comes to just driving style, best best out there. Like. Honestly, I didn't know too much about Mike Duvall over, uh, until like the last year or two. Uh, being kind of, I, don't, I don't know, you kind of guess an outsider, but I ended up going back and watching old Cherokee half-mile races and other ones, other tracks in the area, and just seeing a bunch of Mike Duvall. And, man, he was – I understand why people hold him with so much respect and so much, like, uh, see him as such a legend. He, he was amazing. Oh, he was. And he, he could wheel a race car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He sure could. I've seen some of it where he just half sideways, just saving that, <laughs> saving it, and still somehow getting the run off the corner when he was pretty much turned around going in. It was just, it's just, it just so uh, so crazy how talented just even the legends back in the day with like the cars that just drove terrible and didn't have any of the help aerodynamically that you guys do now. It's just it's just crazy how they can still kind of will it the same and just be able to power, be able to do the same things you guys do now. Oh yeah, I mean those those were real men back then. I mean they didn't have power steering; they they just manhandled the cars. They didn't have the safety stuff either. <laughs> no, they just got in and put a, a four piece strap on and let it go. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, was there like any tracks like in the area you grew up around that's not around anymore that you grew like grew up going to, or like what tracks do you like grow up going to? Um. I grew, I grew up going like Pender County Speedway. They went. It's not there no more. Leland Raceway is not there, and like the old Dublin Speedway, mm-hmm. uh, they're gone. Uh, I mean, Wayne County. I like going to there, but I mean, it's just those tracks are just faded and gone. I mean, I wish. I, honestly, I wish Dublin would could come back because that was one of my favorite racetracks. Is Dublin too far gone? I, it's going to take a lot of work, but I just don't know if anybody can get it to bring it back, though, the life. Uh, going back to old friendship, I feel like they finally caught that at the good, t- good time before it started really getting bad over there. Like, they're keep, they're keeping decent shape of it because the people that kind of had it were running a little bit like little tests here and there. But I, I'm just so glad they're able to get, like, a lost a place that was going to be a lost speedway fix. And, like, yeah. it, I feel like that gives a little bit of hope for any of the other ones around us or anywhere because I, I feel like the big like revolution for that was obviously uh dell jr with north Wilkesboro and uh smi and all those groups really bringing that and i feel like that really kind of put uh some hope especially in north carolina area when they had that covid money uh come around a couple of years ago be able to help some of those places but uh, i feel like we just need more racetracks like it's just getting scarcer and scarcer even even if i feel like Dirt racing's doing okay, I, I would say, at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I don't want to see none of the tracks fall off, and I'd like to see some come back um, to help all of us. But, I mean, I think our economy's got kind of bad with uh-huh. what we got off of there. I mean, but uh, I, I'm hoping to see all the dirt tracks stay alive, and I hope everybody can support the local dirt track. It don't matter what it is or where it's at. I mean... Uh-huh. I hope guys like us and other guys that's able to go around can go help these racetracks, you know, when it's time to have a show, go to it and help fill the stands, you know, whether they like you or they don't. Yeah. I say every single episode at the end, go, go, go to your local track or watch your, uh, watch your favorite track or some track, watch some sort of racing in any way to be able to, help them out whether that's through streaming revenue or it's you're actually there in the stands which would be what everybody would prefer the most but if you're physically can't able to get to a track too far away or just don't have the means to get into it if you have to watch a race to be able to help them out that way you do it (laughs) you pay for the streaming services to help them out (laughs) even though that's a whole different argument we can get into too but (laughs) when it comes to street streaming rights and all that stuff people try to get mad about saying that streaming streaming hurts racing I've seen plenty of reasons why streaming doesn't hurt racing. And I feel like some of that has to do with some older management type people, older management type uh, 
people that run these tracks that don't see some of the newer modern day model when it comes to streaming and more social media stuff. Yeah, I think they both got their, I mean, the streaming got its ups and downs. I mean, it does. But I, I'm all for it because there's sometimes like, you know, like you said, we don't get to go there. And I mean, we racing, we, we're tuned into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I think it's got its ups and downs, its props, and its negatives, but it's like anything else. Where there's a positive and a negative, and then where there's a negative is a positive. So. Yeah, especially for the drivers. So being on streaming, being able to say that your, your car with those sponsors were on TV is such a big plus for you guys, being able to pull more sponsors or even be able to keep the same sponsors you have because just more eyes on it in general. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and I feel like it's just uh, there's still just some old heads that have just been around for too long and just don't like to change. Whether like there's still some tracks that can barely run a functioning Facebook page still. <laughs> it, like, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> it, like it's 2023. If you can't uh, like, uh, there's plenty of media guys, including me. I haven't like tried to run uh, any of the tracks or shit or nothing yet. It would be it wouldn't be something I'd be opposed to in the future. But there's plenty of people that do the same type of stuff I do, and even better that like get told no by these tracks because they don't feel like that's an expense they need to pay, and that type of promotion online is something they don't feel like they need to put into their budget. When yeah. you oh. when you could see the tracks and uh, teams and series and stuff that do do stuff like that do have a positive, a mostly positive outlook on it, mostly positive outreach on it. I feel like. Oh, no, you're 100% right about that. Like, you're one that, like, you and your team, you guys do good, well, promoting yourselves uh, after races and race recaps and stuff like that with the Team Wild Child page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife, <laughs> she tries to stay up on it. It is usually the wives. <laughs> and if it's, not the, if it's not the wives, it sometimes the driver does himself. I know a couple guys that do their own. Or it's like their wives, their moms, their sisters, or there's a couple guys around that have my buddies like Cole or Jack do theirs. <laughs> like, yeah. like my buddy Cole, he does 13 super late mile drivers, and I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I couldn't probably do my own. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I was a, I feel like if I was a late mile driver, it doesn't matter what type of car I was in, with how much stuff, I, how much time and focus I'd be putting into the car and making sure I'm getting to the track and making sure I have my P's and Q's straightened up. I don't even understand how I'd have enough time to even check my personal Facebook or Instagram or even text. <laughs> I'm 100% behind you on that. I feel, like, I feel like it'd be hard to find any any race car driver that doesn't have uh, 100 texts loaded up on red on their phone. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. Especially the higher and higher you get. Oh, yeah, them guys probably maxed out with it. <laughs> yeah, most of them. Reload. There we go. Well, yeah, uh, Willie, it's been an awesome time talking with you. And uh, you got anybody else you want to uh, thank for being able to get the Ultimate Championship or just anybody to help you get up and down the road, your team or any sponsors? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to thank my sponsors. Um, MJ Price Construction, which is Mason and Lauren Price, which is our family. Um it's my car owner. They're our family, is what we consider them. Um, that M and W Transporting, which is uh, Carl Sherwood, uh, he helps us all during the year. He's uh, a big supporter of ours. Um, East Coast Towing, which is Brian Sullivan. I mean, he's he's been with me 
for a while now, and he's he's a farm black backer for me. And like I said, I grew up with him and his brother. Um, Keith Williams Motorsports, which helps keep the car up during the week and takes care of stuff while we're out of town. Um, BGE, um, Belgroves, uh, TWA Concrete, which is Scott Farmer, um, uh, Temple's Body Shop, Core Enterprise, and uh, Hoosier by Brian Key, Longhorn Chassis, Ridiculous Racing Engine, and Dirt Wrap. And uh, I got to thank my crew. I mean, Paul, Daniel, Jamie, uh, Dean, Keith, uh, my wife, especially because she bends over backwards for all of us and she does a lot for the team on and off the scene. Uh, without her, we'd probably all be lost. When we're going so, I mean, that's, that's the people I need to thank and thank Lauren and Mason Price again for everything they let us do. Sounds like you got an awesome crew behind you, and they, uh, they're definitely a piece of the one of the biggest pieces of puzzles to help lead you to the 2023 Ultimate Series Championship. Uh, I want to thank you for hopping on here tonight. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you in a race down the road, Willie. Thanks for coming on. No, thank you for having us, and look forward to coming back soon. Yes, sir. We'll have you on again soon. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's guest segment, Willie Milliken. Uh, it was awesome really talk to him for the first time. Like I don't know if you guys like, kind of tried to pick up on it over the last 40 episodes. Uh, the podcast has really been where I've met and been able to start like relationships with a bunch of these drivers. And it, it's been really cool. Like I would probably say 30 to... I don't know. Let's, I don't think it's been 40 full like guest interviews I've done. Um, but probably uh, let's just say it's 40, 30 to 35 of them. It's one of my first times talking to me and eh, maybe more like 25, 30, but still a large percentage of them. A good three quarters of them has been people I'm really talking to for like the first time, like voice to voice. And then, then I meet them in person and even build more relationships with them. And it's just a really cool part of it. And, uh, yeah, uh, any other drivers that want to hop on the show or any, any suggestions, uh, you guys have for uh, anybody to talk to. Always open to it. Just send me a message. Just comment on some comment this episode. Who you want me to talk to next week? Well, yeah. Let's go ahead and get into the results. And uh, just to start it off, we're going to talk about the Ultimate Super Late Mile Series and their results. So going in for the championship, it was Anthony Sanders leading Rambo and Willie. Uh, but with the drop races, it had Willie. There, I mean, it had Anthony right ahead of Willie. Rambo was just a smidge back. And I'm just going to go over the Super Late Mile feature real quick. Uh, the winner of the Super Late Model event taking home, taking home $7,500 was Donald McIntosh. Him and that Billy Hicks 79 has been really strong since he came out. Um, I believe his first race with them was the Grassy Smith Memorial with the Mini Super Late Models at Cherokee about a month and a half ago. So they've been together about a month and a half, and I'm going to pull up some of his results uh, since he's been with them and see everything he's done. Two top tens, three. He's had a bunch of top tens and a bunch of top fives just in the last like month alone. The win at Ultimate Motorsports Park, uh, fifth at East Alabama with Hunt the Front, fourth at Taswell, third at North Georgia, third Tri County, second at Tacoa, third. Uh, these are all with uh, Southern Nationals, like the Summer Summer Nationals. Uh, third at Screvin and the Rebel Yell, fifth at With. Started off. And then a bunch of like tenths, tenths, thirteenths, just really started getting used to the car. 
and his first uh, first two races, which were uh, were with the Grassy Smith, and then ultimate were both ten place finishes. So, a really strong start for Donald McIntosh. Really good uh, to see that Billy Hicks seventy nine double nickel in victory lane. Second ended up being Jimmy Owens, his car owner, the Colors. Uh, they took over the facility and put on a great event. Everybody was there said they had a great time. The facility was looking good. It was packed. Uh, really happy for them. Uh, if you're in the area or want to go support them, uh, they have a couple more events happening the rest of the year, including a 9-11 uh, Remembrance race that's going to be going on, I believe, the 9th, which is in uh, about a week and a half, two weeks. So not this weekend, but next. Uh, go support them for that. Third ended up being Big Ben Watkins. Uh, he came from 12th to 3rd. Fourth was Carson Ferguson. Fifth was our boy Gray Parton, who started on the pole. Sixth in clinching the championship was Willie Milliken. Seventh was Matthew Nance. Eighth was Jameson McBride, who's getting more starts in a Super. Good to see him up in the Super ranks, uh, progressing past their crate cars. And uh, he's going to get more seat time, and he's going to do better every time. And I'm excited to see it. Ninth was Adam Yarborough, and tenth was Rambo. Uh, to go back to other contenders, Benji Hicks, he started eighth and was up in second until he uh, got up off the cushion. I believe it was in turn four, could have been turn, turn two. Ended up uh, wrecking a race car, ended up falling out of the race. Uh, really strong for Benji. Uh, 19th was Ross Bales. He was in the 16, which I believe is Brian Nuttall Jr.'s car, which is kind of weird seeing him back in a um, double, nic double nickel, if that was uh, Brian's car. Uh, we will see if he is... Uh, he should be back in the Nichols Plumbing 5. I haven't heard anything of it. I, maybe it was just something for this weekend. If anybody has more news about that, uh, please let me know. And then 20th ended up being Anthony Sanders. So I believe he had an issue, got caught up in a wreck, and that ended up just taking the championship away for him. And I hate my heart breaks for Anthony because he's been so close in the championship for Ultimate and other series fat, plat, the, fat, the, the past few seasons. And I really enjoy talking to Anthony. He's a great guy, good competitor to see out there. And I just hope he's able to pull one off, be able to pull it off, be able to get some more con more consistent finishes to round off this year. Uh, hopefully a win or two, be able to just boost that confidence going into 2024. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, round out the field was Doug Sanders, Jeff Smith, Christian Thomas, and Caleb Fulp. And I'm going to get that next race for next race for Ultimate Motorsports Park will be uh, September 9th, and they will be having Pro Late Models, 602 Sportsman's, Ohio Modifieds, and Mini Stock 4. So if you're a Pro 4 guy, go out to Ultimate Motorsports Park. I know a couple of those guys that like to run Carolina, East Lincoln, Cherokee, and the Harris Winter, they do have, have them. They're planning to go out there, like Cody Verbose and a couple of those guys. Uh, probably Cody Barber, uh, Timmy Gunn, a bunch of those guys going out there. So I think it'll be a good show, especially for the Pro 4s. I, I just, I don't know, I have a special place in my heart for those cars. And then, so that's it for Ultimate this year. And we will see what is coming up in 2024 for them. Uh, hopefully a longer schedule. Their schedule got cut a little short because of some weather kind of pushing back the start date. And then the uh, uh, September 23rd event at Little River not being not being ran this year. Little River st still not being completed. Uh, they still have been doing some work out there, to my knowledge, but, uh, based off some people I've talked to. But I just hope they're able to get that track, and it's just... Uh, the work they have put into at this point is not gone. Uh, uh, talking to people, like just uh, a lot of work was done to the track, the um, fences, the safety equipment, concessions, uh, everything on the front stretch has just been redone. I just hope that's just been done for nothing. I hope they actually get a race and get some races going there in general. But 
The only other series I was racing this weekend was well, was supposed to be racing this weekend. Mother Nature one was the Carolina Sprint Tour. Uh, I was there in Sumter. It's only down the road for me, and I kind of wanted to stay home a little bit closer instead of uh, making a three-hour trip up to up to Elkin. And yeah, me and my girlfriend headed out there. Got there. Cl- clouds were looking mean right as we got there, and then it started pouring. Uh, thanks to Boss Man uh, Sean Vardell. Wearing his Do Much on Dirt t-shirt he got from a couple months ago from the old spring store. I do have t-shirts, uh, more t-shirts still. And uh, actually, I on a couple sizes. So if anybody needs some more sizes, I'll talk about that a little bit more at the end of the episode. But yeah, Carolina Sprint Tour, they only got hot laps done. And then it just poured and poured for about an hour and a half. And then a bunch of people just started running through the mud. And track was just gone. So that is going to be rescheduled for October 21st. So if you have your wristbands for that event like me, uh, you get to use it that day. And uh, hopefully be able to see the Carolina Sprint Tour. I believe that's going to be the finish off of their season. I, I was talking to Sean about the, the rest of their schedule, including the March Madness and their, uh, not March Madness, Open Wheel Madness, excuse me. And they're also their other makeup date from Smoky Mountain. That was originally July 8th. But... Going to our tracks, but uh, uh, before we do that, we do have some big SEDRA news. So, as Kelly on the SEDRA page a few weeks ago kind of hinted at, there was going to be a 2024 compact clash. I believe I, I might be a smidge wrong on this, but the last time they ran a compact clash was at Eldora in 2021, part of the Earl Baltus Classic Night. And this year, I'm happy to announce that it is going to be at Beckley Motor Speedway. In October of 2024, paying $12,000 to win. Here's a little bit of info. It's going to be the SCDRA versus the SCDRA Northeast. 500 start, $12,000 to win. It is going to be Friday and Saturday, regular SCDRA show, October 25th and 26th. 500 to win, a non-qualifiers race. Obviously, qualifying heats are going to be ran on Friday, B-Mains non-qualifier, and 60-lap feature on Saturday. I am definitely going to be up there for this next October. Uh, I know that's just so far away. It's over a year away. It was just awesome to see a big event already being planned and already going to happen. And the SCDRA Modern Day Outlaw Tour for 2024 will be announced next week. So uh, hopefully next week's episode or week after that, I will have the 2024 SCDRA schedule. But we know it's going to like start slash end at the winter freeze in February, uh, which will be paying 20000 to win this upcoming February. Jumping over to the tracks, I know Cherokee Speedway and East Lincoln ran. Uh, Carolina Speedway is going to be racing this weekend. They took two weeks off, three weeks off after the uh, Shrine 100 that was won by Ben Watkins. They're going to be back with the Bam Street Stock Qualifier, I believe, this weekend. I'll get the info on that in a second, but let's see what Cherokee had going on. Pull up all those results. In the Renegade Sportsman, it was Cade Langley picking up the victory in a 12-car field. Your heat race winners were Christian Patterson and Cade Langley. Thunder Bombers won by Rod Tucker, and he was also the quick time. Uh, update in the bounty with Luke Doggett. Uh, he ended up spinning out from the lead. Rod did not make contact. I don't understand why people think Rod spun him. He had half a car length on him. Unless some crazy arrow push and a thunder bomber happened, I don't think Rod did it. And that's not me being a Rod Tucker homer, because I have never talked to the guy, being honest. (laughs) With that being said, he'll probably be on the show at some point. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, it'll be Rod Tucker picking up the win and thunder bomber this past Saturday at Cherokee. And my my race pass is uh, currently shitting itself right now. 
So excuse me for that. Let me reload the app so I can get you guys the rest of the Cherokee results. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Extreme 4 was won by Casey Tao, picking up another victory. They ran one heat race, and that was won by Nick Norris. Pro 4 was won by A.J. Barker. Heat 1, they only had one heat, was Jacob Kinder, which is probably qualifying if I'm wrong. Um, it doesn't seem like they would do it like that. But in the Pro 4 feature, other drivers were Bradley Weaver, Cody Barber, Randy Weaver, 4th, 5th, Jacob Kinder, 7th, JoJo Madison, Ethan Younts, 8th. JW and Chris Holmes did not start, end up finishing 10th and 11th. In the pure stocks, it ended up being Mickey Brock picking up another victory this year at Cherokee. And Young Gun V8 was won by Bryson Freezy. KMSA, which uh, they had seven cars, and that was won by Cody Keith. Uh, how I understand it is uh, whoever's the highest finishing out of that, like, okay, so let's say that. Cody Keith does not lock himself in for the four crown nationals at the end of the year for Cherokee, the last weekend in November. He gets a provisional. Well, let's say he has himself locked in, and so does second place Eric Hill and third place Greg Brew. Fourth place David Coffey will get the provisional because he'd be the highest finish and not locked in. So highest finish and not locked in uh, gets a provisional for the starting main event for the four crown nationals at Cherokee in November. And that's it for Cherokee. Uh, going over what they have this weekend, they have their Hall of Fame race with the Carolina Clash Super Late Models paying $7,500. Full field qualifying, and they also have MMSA is going to be there for $1,500. The Ultimate Street Stock Series also running for $1,500. Mindy's Modifieds, Seha Front Wheel Drive, Faith Funderburg Realty Renegade Sportsman, uh, JAH Tree, Sur Tree Service Thunder Bombers, and the Terry Worley Pure Stocks. It's going to be stands at 4 o'clock, pits 3.30, 25 for stands, 35 for pits, Hall of Fame ceremonies at 5.45, and drivers meeting at 6.30. Veterans get $5 off, and if you're 12 or under, listen to this. Well, congrats. You know how to listen to a podcast, and you're free for the race. <laughs> so, uh, big event going on at Cherokee this weekend with Carolina Clash. Carolina Clash will also be in competition this Saturday for the second time this season at Lancaster Motor Speedway. Big Ben Watkins is going for five in a row at Lancaster. He's won the last four super races, including the two ultimate races in May and in July, and the Red Rose Rumble as a clash race in March. I believe he won the same clash race last year. It was the second clash race they had last year. Uh, coming up for Cherokee in the next couple weeks, the ninth will be the Oakville Madness I talked about a minute ago with the USCS Sprint Cars. And the Carolina Sprint Tour, Oakville Modifieds, uh, Mideast Modif Mafia Tour, all that type of stuff. Mike Duval Memorial. Obviously, if you want more in-depth results for Cherokee Speedway, go listen to my buddy Will Richard's podcast, Cherokee Chatter. And for East Lincoln Speedway, let's look what they had. Uh, Cindy Brett, uh, my view from the stands, she's a very big uh, very big page on Facebook. It goes to a bunch of dirt racing, a bunch of stuff, and she had some awesome coverage at East Lincoln this weekend. And I'll let you guys know, I will be there not this weekend, but the week after. It's just line up. I'm already going to be in Charlotte for that day, and I'm going to be making my way up to go see my East Lincoln boys. So uh, if you're East Lincoln one t-shirt, just let me know, or uh, come find me at the track September 9th. But excited to make my way back up to Stanley, uh, go see the boys and everybody, and hopefully, Cody, uh, hopefully see Cody pick up a victory in Pro 4. But let's see what they had going 
on with the American Racer Modifieds. In Renegades, it was Duck Roland. He has been on a roll <laughs> get it. Uh, so far this season and picked up a win in the nine-car field. It was our boy Cody picking up the Pro 4 victory with 13 cars. Thunder Bombers was Matt Coley. Front-wheel drive was Eric Shaw. Next-gen kids was Bentley Cottle. And the American Racer Modifieds was Austin Self. Man, that guy should really go to NASCAR or something. <laughs> Pure Stock V8 was Chandler Barker. So, East Lincoln, they have the Labor Day showdown going on with the Blue Ridge Outlaws. Uh, their four classes Friday is front-wheel drive. Blue Ridge Outlaws doing their heats and dash. Powder Puff and Pure Stock V8. And then Saturday will be Renegades Pro 4 Thunder Bombers, Blue Ridge Outlaws, Next Gen Kids. So, big event at East Lincoln. If you're, if you're in that area, go check that out Saturday. Then maybe go to East Lincoln or maybe go to Cherokee Sunday. If you're good at Lancaster Saturday, go to... Cherokee Sunday, just something to try to make a whole weekend out. If you got a three day weekend, go do some, go see some racing. Also, speaking of racing this weekend, Friday, the Hunt the Front Super Dirt Series will be at Livonia Speedway. That's going to be an awesome event. Uh, not looking like I'm going to be able to make it. Last time I went to Livonia, that was one hell of a haul after work on a Friday. And I, I'm not too sure what my plans are right now, but I will let you guys know on social medias uh, when I do know. But yeah, go support the Hunt the Front boys and everything. The last winner in a super race at Livonia was Benji Hicks with the Carolina Clash. And he will be there. I saw it confirmed. Benji got himself a new MRP website, so go check that out. And then, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, missing right now. We went over Clash. Whenever Ultimate, their season's finished. Whenever SCDRA is compact and their uh, schedule coming up, their next race will be at Talladega, September 15th and 16th. I will be there for that. And then Carolina Sprint Tour, they got March uh, Open Wheel Madness coming up. I don't know why I keep saying March Madness. But, yeah, uh, a lot of racing still coming up. we got a couple more months of racing. And, yeah, for the T-shirts, I am pretty much out of larges and extra larges. So uh, if you need a large or extra large after I finally just get all numbers just right and get t-shirts shipped to people. And also, if you've ordered a Doomit shirt and ha uh, haven't got a hold of me yet about it, uh, just let me know. I have a couple people that need to pay. Some people I know I'll see at the track soon. But uh, if you need it shipped, just let me know, and I'll get that, I'll get that figured out and get it out to you. Uh, if you still want some of the sizes I have left, or if you do want to get one of the sizes that I'm out of, I'm planning to do a remake in like a blue or a gray, something like that. And yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening to this week's episode. Please uh, go follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. Uh, we have uh, starting to reach some little milestones, like 500 on everything. That's just a tiny goal I've had. Um, then we have... Go follow me on Spotify, leave a review, give me five stars. That really helps me get boosted up, be able to bring the show to more people, be able to uh, get put on like more pages and stuff like that. I just appreciate the support on everything. And yeah, hope you guys have a great weekend. I will see you after Labor Day. See ya.